Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting as we do every day from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up on a Tuesday to bring you another big episode of Top Shelf Radio in a bottom-feeding political world. It is a mess out there. We will clean it up with Jim Jordan, superstar representative from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. Tudor Dixon is going to be here from the great state of Michigan as well, taking as a Michigander, taking time out from her busy schedule of stealing signs for Jim Harbaugh. Now, we don't know that definitively, uh, but we'll get to the bottom of that and so many other mysteries in this episode. 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of the show. Also, the phone number if you do not want a piece of the show and you've just had it with us in our antics. You're just another dirtbag. We hear it all the time. But you can be a Republican on the show. You can be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. There is no intellectual bar of admission to be here. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. You can be a Republican, be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. Just don't be a... There it is. Happy Tuesday. Uh, If you are watching Fail-A-Vision... I am back on Gutfeld tonight. We're getting the band back together with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. Uh, that is assuming it doesn't get bumped for some type of breaking war development in the Middle East. It's a really wild time out there. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of episodes in the last couple of weeks, including this past Saturday. I was supposed to be hosting Fox News Saturday night this past Saturday. <laughs> Couldn't happen. There's a war raging out there, and we have to be sensitive to that. But as of right now, uh, we are scheduled to be on the uh, Gutfeld set, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, me, Greg, Emily Campagno, Kat Timph will be there. Charlie Hurd is in the house. It's going to be an absolute banger. Uh, and before we get to the actual business of the day, a quick shout-out to Lincoln Fela and the Clark Rams. <laughs> 38 nothing. your final in the season finale under the lights in Roosevelt. Uh, Lincoln predicted on the show yesterday Clark would win 36 to 12. Uh, he, Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. He was close on the Clark score. Uh, Clark put up 38 points. Uh, their opponents put up zero. <laughs> so they closed the year on a shutout. Uh, we posted it on the Fox Across America Facebook page if you want to check it out. It is in my Instagram feed as well, at Jim Fela. And uh, you should know. Uh, It is Halloween, and on social media, there are a lot of people dressing up as me. What I mean by that is the Fox Across America page currently has another impersonator on Facebook where they're commenting on posts and messaging people directly. Uh, They have no affiliation with us or our page, and there was one of those on Instagram. There was also a page on Instagram impersonating Jenny Fela. Uh, for a few days there. That's just how white folks will do you. For real. And, uh, you know, security actually got it taken down. But, yes, when you are interacting with me on social media, it is the Fox Across America Facebook page that I'm using to return messages on Instagram. It is at Jim Fela. So play some defense out there because they are not playing any defense at our southern border right now. Check it out. There's so much to get to. But I was on my way down here. I just ran into Kilmeade in the hallway. Great Brian Kilmeade. And uh, while in my head I was shrinking my vocabulary so I could communicate at his level intellectually, I saw a clip on the TV of Christopher Ray, who is testifying that they're concerned 
about terror attacks at our southern border. You have no idea how to defend a nation. And I say that why? Because if you are concerned today about terrorist attacks at the southern border, that means you should have been concerned yesterday and the day before and the day before that, meaning every day of the last three years. Correct the mundo. Okay, the fact that we're now in this situation where people around the globe are death to Israel, death to America, and let's make no mistake about it, we've got no shortage of anti-Semitism here in the country as well. The idea that people want to come here and do us harm is exactly why you're supposed to shut the southern border. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Guys, I promise you, we're the only civilized nation in the world that just lets people in without knowing where they're coming from or what their motives are. You understand the border, if you just look at it simply, is the front door of our house, okay? And you all close the front door at night, not because you're racist, but because it'd be nice to know if anyone's coming or going while the family's sleeping, okay? That's what you're against. You're not against any particular ethnicity, and that's good, okay? Because the truth is, when it comes to our southern border, it's not exclusive, to any ethnicity. That's true. That is true. We've had hundreds of thousands of people come here from around the world, not landlocked nations, but nations on the other side of the globe, many of which happen to be breeding grounds for terror groups. This could be a problem. Damn right it is. So when you see somebody like Christopher Ray being like, well, yeah, I am concerned. I am concerned. I got to be honest. That was embarrassing. Okay, because you're basically admitted you didn't do your job the last three years. Okay, there has been a dereliction of duty to protect us. And this is happening under, a, you know, a, a, a moment, okay, where, you know, even out of the White House yesterday, Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked to condemn the anti-Semitism, the anti-Israel protesters around the country right now, and doesn't quite want to speak directly to the threat because here's a news flash: She's got a lot of those sentiments within her party. He knows what he's talking about. So to the Biden administration's credit, they have been consistent in being like, we support Israel. There is no place for anti-Semitism. But do they ever call out the Democrats in Congress who are trashing Israel? The answer would be no. No, of course not, because they are mindful of the political cost of doing so. They're trying to thread a very fine needle in the Democratic Party right now, because most sane people on this earth support Israel. And they want the support of those people. But at the same time, they have a very vocal wing of their party that absolutely positively loves Hamas. They support the terror group. They see the world through the reductive lens of identity politics, where if you are Hamas, you must be oppressed. Ergo, anything you do to Israel is somehow justified. That is a fact check false. But that is their worldview. Okay, and they don't want to upset them just the same, because when you are the least popular presidential administration in the history of the country, in history of polling, we've never had a president less popular, less popular right now than Joe Biden. Biden sucks. Think about that. Through all the things you've gone through, depressions, wars, housing crises, anything in between, we've never sat here and looked out at poll numbers as dismal as the stuff we're seeing in Washington for Biden and Kamala Harris. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! But with that being the case, KJP can't get out there right now and outright condemn members of Congress. And that's where this becomes a challenge for the country as a whole. The people who are on college campuses raging, getting the support of 100 professors at Columbia, who say the student... Student groups who are supporting Hamas have nothing to be ashamed of. Wrong. Okay, but that is the mindset that they're trying to cobble together right now 
okay, because they very much need their support in this administration. So they can't completely condemn that directly. They can't flat get rid of it. And that's why you hear sound bites like the one I'm about to play you from KJP. This is Peter Ducey, clip 21. Does President Biden think the anti-Israel protesters in this country are extremists? What I can say is what we've been very clear about this. When it comes to anti-Semitism, there is no place. We have to make sure that we speak against it very loud uh, and be uh, and be very clear about that. Remember what the president decided to, when the president decided to run for president is what he saw in Charlottesville in 2017 God. when we, he saw uh, neo-Nazis marching down the streets of Charlottesville uh, with vile anti-Semitic uh, just hatred. And he was very clear then and he's very clear now. Uh, he's taken actions against this over the past two years, and he's continued to be clear. There is no place, no place for this type of vile and despite, despite this, this kind of rhetoric. And we hear you guys, though, talk about extremists all the time. It is usually about MAGA extremists. So what about these protesters who are making Jewish I've students feel very, unsafe very on college campuses? Are they extremists? I've been very, very clear. We are calling out any form of hate. That is a lie. Okay, because they did not call out Rashida Tlaib. They're not calling out Premier Jayapal. They're not calling out Ilhan Omar. It's not any type of hate. They're calling out, you know, to be clear, okay, they are calling out on a very broad level hate, but they don't itemize the list because they don't want to alienate political constituencies. But the truth is that's why people feel so emboldened. The, Bi- the Biden administration, the White House as a whole, is supposed to lead the room in this country. But they're very much trying to read the room. They're trying to make sure this corner's still okay while that corner still feels supported. But the bigger problem right there is what Ducey said. You guys called MAGA extremists, you know, semi-fascists. You've called them radical. Okay, think about this administration. Okay, there was a father in Loudoun County, Virginia, whose daughter was raped by a transgender student, a biological man who was using the women's room during Pride Month, raped, okay, because the school didn't want to upend the Pride Month festivities. They simply transferred the kid to another school, turned a blind eye towards the crime, at which point he raped a second girl. Okay, when the dad showed up to the school board meeting looking for answers, didn't punch anybody in the face, didn't light anything on fire. There were no violent altercations. But the end result was the Biden administration coordinating with Merrick Garland to label the parents showing up at school boards as a domestic terror threat. Domestic terror threat doesn't get any more radical than that. Okay, and again, what were they guilty of? Hey, somebody raped two girls here. School board covered it up because they didn't want to upset the transgender bathroom policy. For that, you're a domestic terror threat. But if you're on every Ivy League campus in America right now, chanting from the river to the sea by any means necessary, Palestine needs to be free, that is a chant that says kill all the Jews. But they don't get labeled as extremists. No, you don't have to worry about them. I mean, speech rights, we've been very clear, as you see. And what does she pivot to? MAGA, because of the politics. That's the point. Well, MAGA, Charlottesville, uh, it's a battle for the soul of our nation. You know, we saw anti-Semitism down in Charlottesville. That's why Biden launched his campaign. Biden launched his campaign on a lie. The whole point was that this was supposed to be a battle for the soul of our nation. And Biden said so in the campaign commercial because he said Trump failed to condemn neo-Nazis and white nationalists in Charlottesville. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, 
because they should be condemned totally. Whoa, get out of here. But you see, that's the part of the story they don't tell you. They're not concerned with anti-Semitism. They're not concerned with the soul of our nation. Okay. And if it happens on their side of the tracks, okay, it's much more convenient to just pit. Well, MAGA, uh, you know, the president's running. You don't understand. We've been pretty consistent about this whole thing. No, you haven't. That's the point. And that's why so many members of this country do feel safe and secure. Okay, in creating a world where we're now telling Jewish people to stay home for their own safety. What's going on at Cornell University? Where they're just flat out telling Jewish, yeah, there's so many threats to blow up the kosher dining hall. Just stay home. Guys, it's not religious freedom. That's not America. Okay, but that is very much a land that Joe Biden has created. That is very much a land that the Democrats have created by empowering and emboldening a group of people whose feelings are their facts. If you tell them these intellectually lazy people, that Hamas is oppressed, they're under attack, Israel is committing genocide, they in their hearts believe Hamas is justified in doing anything they want to do. Okay, but the sad reality of the situation is they're wrong. This is the biggest danger to our society right now. It's not parents showing up to school board meetings asking why they covered up two rapes. Okay, it's the fact that we've never had a greater ability for stupid people to spread their ideas than we have in the age of social media. Society is often now reconfigured to placate the people screaming the loudest. The problem is, if you've really paid attention to the last five or six years in this country, the people screaming the loudest have no idea what they're talking about. You're absolutely right. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble this is fox across america with jimmy phelan all right this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process how do you do that jimbo we're talking about nugenics total t okay every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone which means less muscle less energy less get up and go in the bedroom that doesn't sound any fun but are you really ready to lose your shape your muscle maybe even in your energy you don't have to Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics Total Tea, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total Tea Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total Tea before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. It's probably the dumbest thing you'll ever read if you're wondering why people don't take us seriously around the globe. Uh, understand what I'm about to read to you. Okay, if you're listening to the show for the first time, this is not like I'm not like a right-wing strongman. I'm not like, you know, some Fox News guy trying to get you mad at Democrats. I don't care, okay? My party is America. Freedom! Like when I get on the air, I just like, man, if the whole country does better, I do better. 
You do better. Your family does better. My family does better. Our dogs, our cats, whatever you got going. You one of those weirdos with a llama? That's becoming like a hot trend now. <laughs> That's like a thing. Like people are now getting llamas as pets. I think they watch too much Napoleon Dynamite or something. Such an idiot. But anyway, stick with me. Okay. I am always on the air trying to make points, trying to approach issues from a way that would just help us out. That's it. Like it helps the country. We're all better off. That's the whole point of the show is not to sit here and like get one party elected because here's a newsflash. Neither party's doing a good job right now. They're just not. Okay, I wish I could tell you they were, but politicians don't have the answers to your life. The people who hold the answers to your life, the people who hold the keys are you. That's why we do the show the way we do, is we're trying to remind you of your American privilege. You can do anything you want in this country. As bad as it's being managed right now, you still have a lot of freedoms here that don't exist in other places. So when I get on the air, I'm not trying to be part of this problem that just gets you so mad at one political side that we can't ever achieve a solution because it's just more important for us to continuously win elections, okay? Because that's what we're doing now. We're running on a hamster wheel of how can we beat the other side, okay? But the truth is sometime between now and Election Day, it'd be nice if we could make progress, you know, before November of 2024. I think he's got a point. (laughs) But anyway, it's going to be hard to do so with people like this in charge. So understand, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent, does not matter. Okay, you could be a furry. You could identify right now as you're listening to this as a dog. Beautiful. Okay, here's the headline. U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said in a statement today that over 30 rocket and drone attacks by Iranian-backed militias against American forces in Syria and Iraq over the last two weeks, these attacks must stop or else. Okay, actually the violence is must stop or the United States will not hesitate to respond and protect our country. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just, they're not respecting our country the way they used to. These 30 rocket attacks on our troops must stop or else. Or else what? We'll let you get up to 35 attacks? We'll let you get up to 40? Again, I'm not calling for war, but can you see where people don't take this country seriously? Okay, who got together and determined this arbitrary number of the amount of attacks on our troops we were willing to tolerate before we got to the or else portion of the contest? Okay, what what do we got? Ten attacks on our troops? Ah, That's not so bad. All right, what are we up to now? Fifteen? Whatever. Well, what is the stop doing it or what or else number? You know what the number was supposed to be? The number was supposed to be one. Okay, one attack got a response. When you're sitting on the 30th attack and you say, you better stop attacking us. I promise you, okay, you're being laughed at on the other side of the world. Straight clowns. Okay, and again, I'm not calling for a larger widespread conflict. But one of the reasons they're willing to attack us, number one, is because they have the financial means to do so because we have funded aggressively, okay, the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world, sending a message to every other idiot out there that we have no idea what we're doing and our leadership is not to be taken seriously. And again, that is not a Republican point. That is not like a conservative radio point. All I'm giving you in that moment is an American point because nobody wants to make them because they're all a bunch of clowns. It's America's life coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Halloween is 
most parents, you plan on eating some of your kids' candy when they get home. This is total You say you're just checking to make sure it's safe. But we're not stupid, so stop lying to us. If you want some candy, get your lazy butt out there and knock on a few doors. It's not fair that we do all the walking and you do most of the chewing. So this Halloween, have some self-respect and leave our candy alone. And if you do have to steal from us, please take the apples and the popcorn balls because those suck. Happy Halloween, everybody. Even you fat, lying parents. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Lincoln Fallon is 14 as you listen to today's show. I believe he was about two, maybe three uh, in that one. I mean, Lincoln sounds now. I was asking him about Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday. This is his response. She is so bad at her job. Okay, that's where we are now. This is where Lincoln started uh, when I got into radio. Stop lying to us. So, you know, a little bit of an evolution. <laughs> but, yes, I believe the public service announcement uh, on behalf of all children, I believe, would co-sign Lincoln's message, which is stop eating their candy. I mean, i got to be honest. You know, the crime, the adult crime, and I've seen this as a parent up close and personal on Halloween. Okay, the crime of candy theft is, is running rampant in this country right now. I blame Instagram filters, you know, because you don't have to be in shape anymore. You can just, you know. You're getting a photo now. You can massage yourself down to make yourself look like something presentable. You know what I'm saying? But if you take the filters off. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. I'm telling you. I think we. I think candy theft was lower before Instagram. People say that we're more vain now because we're constantly being photographed. But I don't think so because I think you can cheat the angles. But, you know, that's another conversation for another time. Denise claims she is a mind reader. She's in Mount Dora, Florida. Denise. Hey, Jimmy. How hey, girl. about it, girlfriend? Hey, I just wanted to call and tell you that you are doing an awesome job. What? I used to listen to you are, you know it. I was I used to listen to Rush and I got to the point where I was I knew what he was going to say next and I thought he is really training me well. <laughs> and then <laughs> then you were just talking about um uh, the where the line in the sand was, mm-hmm. you know, 30, what the heck, that's so <laughs> stupid. And then you ask the rhetorical question, what should the number be that should elicit a response from us? And I screamed, one. There you'd go. And, and you said one. So you've got me going. <laughs> oh, Denise. Well, unfortunately, neither one of us work in this government. So I believe the number one is irrelevant to the conversation. I mean, isn't it crazy to say, hey, we're at 30 attacks and this better stop it soon. <laughs> it's yeah. so crazy Just to me. Don't, don't, don't. You know, that would never work. What? We raised our kids with three rules of obedience. Mm-hmm. Do what you're told. Do it immediately. And do it with a good attitude. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you what, the people running this show are, don't even know how to parent. <laughs> think about No, no, but think how smart that is. Think about this. If you were just running a house, forget now. In this instance, we're talking about running the world. Okay, but in this instance, you couldn't run your house. If you were to say to your kids, you know, would you say, do what you're told, do it quick, and do it with a good attitude. Uh, mm-hmm. But you don't say that to them. And if you don't follow those orders 30 times... We're going to get really upset with you. That was yeah, a one-shot yeah. deal, was it not? Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. No, they didn't get it. You didn't get it counted to three. It was like 
you're doing it. You're doing what you're told. Do it immediately and do it with a good attitude and keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't be complaining. So, Imagine. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to nominate you to run the Pentagon. I don't know that any Democrats are going to vote for you, but uh, if you get the gig, still call into the show, Denise. I will. <laughs> well, you're the best. Well, thank you for that. How, by the way, how far is Mount Dora from where I'm going? I'm going to be in Naples and then I'm going to be uh, over on the other side in Palm Beach. Yeah, well, um, I think with that new bright line, and I've been mm-hmm. eyeing that, that bright line, the train, the mm-hmm. new one, will yep. probably get me down there in two and a half hours. Oh, that's a haul. I consider my, my act worthy of like an hour and a half, hour 45. Oh, Once well, you get above two I'm hours. There, you, if I'm not there, we'll know it's because you gave me permission not to come. Whoa, Denise. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be looking for you in the crowd. Uh, uh, listen, really great stuff. I appreciate the wisdom as always. Well, thanks so much. Have the, a great day. You too, girlfriend. There she goes. The great Denise, who's telling you the truth, okay? Think about, think about the analogy she just made. Okay, in running a household with a couple of kids, you didn't tolerate. You get it? You didn't tolerate any of this malfeasance. You didn't tolerate any of this backtalk. Okay, you didn't tolerate 30 attacks on mom and dad before the kids got disciplined. Okay, the story I just read you. Okay, is the guy that's supposed to be in charge of our military <laughs> flat out saying, you know, U.S. U.S. forces in Syria have been attacked thirty times, and this better stop, or we're going to get really mad. Are you stupid or something? Seriously, we look stupid, and again and again and again. I'm not saying it because I want to like get us into World War Three. That's one of the reasons I think, you know, when it comes to Ukraine, if we're going to keep sending money for them to fight a nuclear superpower, we should at least establish for the American people and the folks fitting the bill what victory would would look like. What is the off ramp for Ukraine? What is the point of sending the money over there? They always tell us, oh, well, you know, Putin, you know, we let him go take Ukraine. He's going to take all of Europe. Not even the wherewithal to do that. Okay, they're fighting Ukraine to a draw. Their next option is a NATO country. Okay, at which point we are all formally engaged in the war. We're not just sending Venmos. We're not just shipping over tanks and planes that they don't yet know how to fly. Okay, we are fully committing our own troops to the fight. So you understand Putin knows he's not about to roll across all of Europe. Okay, they're making a Hitler comparison on the left while simultaneously supporting the people who want to eliminate all the Jews. Did you ever notice there's a lot more similarities, you know, between the Hamas side of the argument and Hitler than the other arguments being made when it comes to global conflict right now? But the point is, all I'm saying is, you know, member of the country is kind of paying for this stuff with tax money, is if we're going to send $100 billion to Ukraine and you're going to continue to tell us, well, the reason the economy gets shaky is because of the Ukraine situation. You know, the gas prices went up because of Putin's. It was Putin's price hike. Do you remember when they were telling us that out of the White House? They're like, oh, it's, you don't understand. It's Putin's price hike, I tell you. You are so full of sh-. And we know that because inflation, okay, went up in the 14 months before Putin invaded Ukraine. Inflation hit a 40-year high before Putin invaded Ukraine. Then Putin invaded Ukraine. And what did they do immediately? They're like, well, you know, the reason we've had inflation is Putin. This is politics as usual. They were trying to piggyback off the crisis to shield them from the political cost of the chaos they had caused. Okay, but when you look out at the world now, we don't have an off ramp in Ukraine. They don't tell us what the off ramp is. They don't say, all right, well, we got to end it here and now. 
And it's no differently than what comes to the conflict that's over in Israel. Okay, Iran is the big state, the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. We are giving them, or we gave them, $6 billion. Okay, that was a ransom in a hostage exchange where we traded five Americans for five Iranians, and we threw in $6 billion. I got to be honest. If this is pro sports, the general manager who makes that trade, the guy is getting fired. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Especially when you consider the team he traded the $6 billion to wants to blow up his team. So you understand when you start to hear things from a guy like Lloyd Austin, like 30 attacks, it better stop or else. They think that's hilarious. Like the oh, the whole brotherhood over there just took time out from their busy schedule of shagging goats to have a laugh at us. What the hell did you just say? Okay, I don't know that they laughed, but the goat thing, 100% true. I think he's got a point. But anyway. As we sit here and look out at the world, you realize that weakness, weakness is what actually causes most of the chaos we see. Okay, back to the point we made earlier with Denise. The way you run your house orderly is if the kids respect the people in charge. If the people realize you are firm in your vow to keep order in the household, even if that means people got to get cuffed around the living room a little bit. Okay, you don't run your house. Nobody listening to this runs their house by telling the kids, hey, you've defied my orders 30 times. And if you don't stop doing so soon, things are going to get real serious around here, bucko. That's not how it works. Not if you want to instill discipline, not if you want them to respect your leadership. So when you're reading headlines like that, just think of politics No differently than you think of your house. That's why I always talk on these simple terms. The logic is the same. It's like the southern border. You hear me say it all the time. The border is the front door to your house. You got to lock the front door at night. It is actually that simple. They try to complicate it by saying, well, that's racist. You just won't want the Mexican people coming in here. Well, the reality is, okay, people are coming here not just from Mexico, They're coming here from every country in the nation. Mayorkas testified earlier we had 600,000 known gotaways this year alone. That's 600,000 people that we know of who got away. Not the 7 million people that have come here since the guy got into office. Another 600,000 people that came to this country and are just gone. They're somewhere in the country. Now, we do know at least 153 people that we apprehended were on the terror watch list meaning people that aren't allowed to board planes or mass transit and shouldn't be into the country, 150 people we directly apprehended are on that list. Now, of the 600,000 people that got away, that we have no idea where they are in the country, you damn sure better believe that some of them are people who wish us harm. Biden is such a disaster. He really is, because what's happened in the age of identity politics is you can really reduce conflict the other way. Like, you know, I say, well, the border's the front door of the house. And that sounds reductive because, you know, wow, it's a really big front door. It's 3,000 miles long. But you know who agrees with me? Everyone in Washington. You know why I know that? Because they voted for border wall funding twice before Trump came along. They voted for a border wall under George W. Bush, and they voted again under Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But that's what they did. It was when Trump said, build a wall. They were like, oh, it's racist. It's against the immigrants. This is a country built on immigration. Yes, it was. 
but it was built on legal immigration. People jumped on boats, sailed here from the other side of the world, saw the Statue of Liberty in the harbor, went to Ellis Island, got processed, and bought into the American dream. They wanted to be American, not Italian-American, not Irish-American. They wanted to be American. That's what they wanted to be. And yes, they still cooked their ethnic food and celebrated their ethnic traditions, and of course they should, but that was the reality. We were called a melting pot because we took all of these different ethnicities and melted them down to one big culture called America. Okay, now we're being told people can come here. They have every right to hate America. They don't need to buy into anything we do, and we should just shut up about it because we're racist for speaking up for our own citizenship. And that's why we're as broken as we are, okay, because— this re- it's like a reverse reductiveness that's happening on the other side of this, where they reduce everything to racism. Well, you must just be racist. That's what it is. You're anti-immigration. But that's not the truth, okay? We are a country built on immigration. But yes, we were built on immigration as a melting pot of people who wanted to be American. Now, we're just smoking pot and complaining about everything. But we're endangered because we have people running things now who got into office by riding that wave of, like, fake racism and discrimination, false oppression. That's what we were told. It's a battle for the soul of our nation because racism got out of control under Trump. So we've got to elect the guy who eulogized a Klan member named Robert Byrd. You know, Joe Biden did that in the 70s. You know, I'm telling you, the country's racist. Trump is racist, they said. We've got to get in there and elect a guy who's in favor of segregated busing in the 70s. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? That's kind of the sale that was made. You understand? This country's been racist since its founding. It's 247 years old. It's been racist every day. You can't have a racist government. The only way to fix it is to elect a guy who's been a part of that racist government for the past 50 years. Democrats are so full of crap. But the good news for Democrats, I mean it, is they were able to ride this reverse reductiveness, this oversimplified approach to politics that categorized everything as racist and oppressive and everything in between. They were able to ride that all the way to the White House. So that's the good news for the Democrats. They are in charge. Okay, the bad news for the Democrats and all of us is they are in charge. A show so good, it's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as, and, uh, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. This was passed along to us by the great Brett Baer, host of Special Report, a show far too classy for him to interact with this show. We're buds when we see each other on the floor, like, hey, what what it is, man? That's how he talks. But uh, we, we get on great. Uh, but yes, the level of intellectual... <laughs> divide between Brett Baer and myself. Like, I believe he's probably 400 uh, points smarter than me, like on an IQ test. I think if you were betting this at the Carson Nugget at the sports book, I believe I'm plus 425 in an IQ contest against Brett Baer. And I might be getting that wrong. It might be bigger than that. But anyway, he passes this off from the United Adam, the United Arab Emirates is what I was trying to say. Do you speak any English? <laughs> 
He's passing this off on behalf of the United Arab Emirates uh, under the Crown Prince. Uh, and they are basically saying the head of foreign affairs and defense committee in the United Arab Emirates parliament has said its diplomatic ties are not at risk, despite the divisive opinions caused in the region due to the war on Hamas. From the United Arab Emirates perspective, the Abraham Accords are there to stay. Now, what are the Abraham Accords? If you remember, that was a deal negotiated by Donald Trump to normalize relations between the United Arab Emirates and Israel. So he continues in the statement, the 2020 Abraham Accords are a U.S. brokered deal opening ties between Israel and Arab states, including the UAE and Bahrain. The Accords are our future. We want everyone to acknowledge and accept that Israel is there to exist and that the roots of Jews, Christians, are not in New York or Paris, but here in our region. They are part of our history. They should be part of our future. He went on to add, no person with a human feeling and common sense will agree with the barbarian terrorist attack that Hamas committed on October the 7th. That's the United Arab Emirates, okay, speaking out on behalf of the Abraham Accords, saying no person with a human feeling or common sense will agree with these attacks against Israel on October the 7th. I admire your honesty. Good for him. But I got to be honest with you. If you look across the country, if you look around the world, there's a lot of people, sadly, that do agree with the attacks that we saw on October the 7th. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. It's idiots. Okay, so much of what we've been engaged in in the era of identity politics is projection. What did the Democrats do for the last 10 years? They said you were a racist. Anyone was a racist who didn't support them. But then when the game was on the line, what did they do? Racist stuff. Okay, just the same. Okay, as they like to tell you, you're stupid all the time. Well, you don't know any better. Low IQ people. You don't understand. We go to Harvard. We go to Yale. Yeah, and is it intelligent to spend $800,000 on a degree that makes you think Israel and Hamas are on the same moral footing? No. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom, there it is. Here we go. Big hour coming up on Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, one of my good pals, Jim Jordan, from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. It's Jenny Fallon territory. He stops by uh, into this hour. Uh, you're welcome to join us as well. 888-788-9910. Also, strong rumors of an Emily Campagna sighting. Uh, she will be joining us at the very back of the hour because it is Halloween. And Emily tonight uh, is joining me on Gutfeld. Uh, we are going to be back with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld, the 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Fox News Channel. So if you want to be a part of the preview, 888-788-9910. You know the rules. I say them every day, every hour. I'll be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a <laughs> That is all. Really, when you look out at the world right now, when you look at the, the world we're living in, look at social media, you look at the college campuses where we've got all these people protesting on behalf of Hamas. They're crazy. Well, a lot of them are stupid. But either way, you slice it, okay, when you look at the landscape in this great nation of ours, we don't need more Republicans. We don't need more Democrats. We just need a lot less holes. Or I don't know if I did that wrong. But anyway, uh, as we begin this hour, if you can just behave, if you could just be cool, you got a fighting chance in this world. That's the only rule on the whole show. We're not going to sit here. 
and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. That is all. But the United States of America is getting ready to elect a new president. Come on, man. Biden has no chance. There's no way. And I bring this up because it's a new polling out. It's very interesting what's going on. She's still a long way from Iowa. Okay. Trump's under like three gag orders, 91 criminal indictments. Okay. And he is all over that truth social, all caps, middle of the night. This is a scam. It's a witch hunt. I got to be honest. Okay. The one problem with all of these indictments against Trump is every single one of them, every single one of them could have been brought three years ago. I think he's got a point. Okay, so the timing does undermine the integrity of the prosecution, especially when you consider that some of the district attorneys and attorneys general going after him are people who literally campaigned on the idea of prosecuting this man. That's not right. I mean, I got to be honest. It's hard. It's hard to take a prosecution seriously when the person bringing the case ran for election on just get me in there and I'll find something to get him on. Now donate to my cause and I'll find something to get him on. And that's what they did. That's Letitia James here in New York. Okay, that's Alvin Bragg, that jackass who has local jurisdiction but is trying to prosecute him at a federal level. I don't think it's actually going to work. I don't think most legal scholars believe it's going to work. Then you've got the Jack Smith case and the classified document prosecution, which, oh, by the way, Donald Trump, not the first high-level politician to mishandle classified information. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. That being said, the Trump man, despite all of these indictments, latest round of polls has him up big in Iowa. Let me read these to you. This is NBC Des Moines Register. Now, Des Moines Register is the holy grail of polling out there in Iowa. Okay, the only thing they take more seriously is the deep-fried everything. Literally, anything is deep-fried at the fair. You can get a deep—your menu is deep-fried. If you ask for a napkin, it's greasy because it's deep-fried. Everything's deep-fried. But the poll, okay, has Trump right now, okay, 43% amongst likely Republican caucus-goers. Then comes Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. There's a slob. There's a real slob. DeSantis tied with Nikki Haley. They both have 16% of likely Republican caucus goers. Okay, this is noteworthy because in that same poll taken back in August, DeSantis was up 19% to Nikki Haley's 6%. That can't be good. For DeSantis. Haley is surging. DeSantis coming back to the pack a little bit. Now, he will be on the show this Thursday. We will have him speak to all of this. And the fact that, you know, everybody wants you to believe the buzzards are circling this campaign and everything in between. Okay, the truth is it is early. We are a long way from January, okay, when the first caucus is going to happen out there in Iowa. Okay, but narratives are starting to take shape. Pence is out of the race. You know, the criteria for making debates. You know, DeSantis has met it. Tim Scott has met it. Haley has met it. I believe Christie I believe Chris Christie is going to be in the next debate. This guy will say anything. Well, he is trying to harpoon Trump. He's taking the most aggressive fight to him. But I think as you look out at Iowa, I think if you look out at 2024, if the race was held right now, Trump would obviously win the nomination. I think the challenge going forward for Trump, okay, is not to hold on to the support of his base because every time they indict him, the support gets a little stronger. I think it is the concern that a lot of these trials, which are designed to undermine Trump in the general election, uh, could potentially undermine him in the primary. Wrong. Well, I think what's going to happen for real, 
is I think right now in the primary, you know, Trump is obviously the favorite going away. And I don't think there's any reason he shouldn't be if you just look at the conditions in the country now versus the conditions in the country when he was president. Okay, we didn't have an overrun border. Okay, we we didn't have anything that remotely close that resembles to what we have now. Okay, in terms of us being on the precipice of World War Three. Okay, China encircling Taiwan, Russia rolling into Ukraine. Iran has attacked our troops 30 times. And Lloyd Austin just said, this is crazy. We've been attacked. We've been attacked 30 times. This better stop or we're not going to tolerate it. What an idiot. Okay, they don't care. What? How did again? How did you get to 30? How is 30 the number of like no more? It's one thing you're going to blow us up 10 times, 15 times. I mean, we've, you know, what world are we living in when you can't blow us up 15 times before the biggest superpower in the world responds? You know, time was you're going to, you know, get attack us 25, 30 times before you got a response out of us. Folks, we're being laughed at. We're being laughed at around the country when you realize that's the posture coming from this administration. That is correct. So if you're wondering why, you know, all of these indictments aren't hurting Trump is because I think most people... I mean, I'm not telling you Trump is going to jail, but I think most people would rather live in a country where the president's in jail, but so are the criminals. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. That's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to say that. Hear the words come out of my face in front of this microphone that millions of people are listening to around the globe, most of whom are in prisons and meth labs. Let's be honest. We know my demo. But the point is, okay, Trump is in such a traditionally precarious position. The guy's under 91 criminal indictments. And traditionally, if a politician was indicted before it even went anywhere near a trial, he got in front of the nearest microphone, said he didn't want to be a distraction to the American people. He was going to step down to spend more time with his family, at which point he'd fly off to the Caribbean with some red hot naughty nurse of a mistress. Hubba, hubba. I mean, get to the family eventually, but you know, you just resign. Let the guy go blow off some steam. Am I right, people? I don't know. But the point is, okay, under 91 criminal indictments, he's not going anywhere. And that is really a testament to just how chaotic things have gotten in this country. And that's the challenge ahead of DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Now, the thing that is keeping donors firing money into Haley, firing money into DeSantis, even firing money into Tim Scott. Okay, basically everybody's taking in money except Chris Christie and Mike Pence. Okay, but understand. Okay, the thing people are donating to is a election field, a slate that might not potentially include Trump if, in fact, something happens that would preclude him from actually running. We're not there. Okay, and I'm not saying we're ever going to get there, but I'm saying that's the challenge. But Nikki Haley, make no mistake about it, in the other than Trump category, Nikki Haley right now is the hottest person in politics. Get her out. Get her out of here. I mean, she's great. I mean, she isn't directly bashing Trump, which has led some people to believe she wants to be his VP. We also heard the rumors about yesterday's guest Byron Donalds being at the tippy tap of that vice presidential list. But the one thing I always come back to when we talk about Nikki Haley, okay, it's the same thing I come back to when we talk about Ron DeSantis, same thing we come talk about when we come to Tim Scott. It's anybody, literally anybody, anybody on this card would be better than Joe Biden. Tell him like it is. Joe Biden is not governing like our 46th president. He is governing like our last president. We've never stood down this many different crises at once. None of these crises are unique. We've had conflict in the Middle East. 
Okay, we've had border issues in the past. We've had inflation issues in the past. They don't traditionally all happen under the same guy is the problem this time around. Everything you look at in this country is a lot worse off than it was three years ago. Biden sucks. So that's why Republicans are staying into the race. It's because, heaven forbid, they get by Donald Trump somehow. The only thing standing between them and the White House is this guy. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm just telling you, if the only thing standing between you and the president is Joe Biden, uh, you're probably going to, you know, you're probably going all in. I keep forgetting I'm president. So that's why we find ourselves in the contested state that we are in terms of the Republican nominating process. We're a long way from Iowa. But again and again and again, okay, when you hear messaging out of the White House like what I'm about to play you, you quickly come to realize why Trump has a shot no matter how many ankle bracelets he's wearing on Election Day. <laughs> he, could be, he could be starring in a Netflix series called Spray Tan Orange is the New Black. Okay, he still has a shot on Election Day when you start to hear rhetoric like this. Here's the Biden montage. Uh, and their collective message to our adversaries in the region, clip 20. And what's the message to Iran? Don't. As President Biden said, just don't. Exactly. And we continue to send a strong message uh, to actors in the region, including Iran, uh, that if you're thinking about jumping in here, you're thinking about deepening and widening and escalating, uh, don't do it. My message to any state or any other hostile actor, thinking about attacking Israel remains the same as it was a week ago. Don't, don't, don't. What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't, 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 don't. Let me say again to any country, any organization, anyone thinking of taking advantage of this situation, I have one word, don't, don't. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. I mean, think about that. They did 30 different times. Lloyd Austin saying earlier today, Iranian proxies have attacked us 30 different times. Does that sound like people who are observing the word don't? The answer would be no. They are very much in a do moment right now. It's a DIY project. Do it yourself. Just attack America. And how did we get here? This is basic common sense stuff. This is not a wonky show. Okay, I'm the most entry-level, nationally syndicated talk show host in the, in the history of the medium. Okay. And the tr- I mean it. I'm not saying that to be, like, self-deprecating. I'm, you know, a regular dude. I'm just a, I'm, I'm approaching this at a street level. I'm distilling it you in a very basic way. Okay. We currently have a leadership class in Washington that's not respected around the world. We're saying don't. They've attacked us 30 times. Okay. And again, I'm not calling for a larger conflict, but we're on the precipice of one because we've let them enlarge the conflict in incremental steps. Okay, so they've attacked us 30 times with rockets and drones. Okay, each time it gets a little bigger. It's like when it comes to corruption, there's an old analogy about corrupt cops. There's grass eaters and meat eaters. Okay, a grass eater is somebody who stops by, takes a free lunch from the deli every day. No big deal. Okay, they kind of, you know, absorb it one way or the other. You know, cops are looking out for the neighborhood. The deli wants them to feel welcome. They give them a sandwich every day. But a meat eater 
is a cop that goes and shakes down the local car dealership for a new Ford Explorer. Okay, that's a lot more than a godfather hero with extra onions and oil. Okay, the point is now we're talking about cars. Now we're talking about larger levels of shakedown. And once you become capable of pocketing a free Ford Explorer, the next thing you know, you can take $50,000 from a drug dealer to look the other way. The next thing you know, you take 150000 That's how this happens with the incremental steps in war. When Iran sponsors a proxy who launches a drone strike on one of our bases and we don't do anything back, like, all right, maybe we'll shoot a missile this time. And when we don't do anything back, it's like, oh, maybe we'll shoot a bunch of missiles, okay? Don't is responding in an awful lot of do is the point I'm trying to make. And the reason you look at polls like this and show people failing to close the gap on Trump, it's because Trump has closed the gap on Biden. The argument used to be, well, Trump can't win the general. That's the thing. Yeah, he's doing great now, but how's he going to win the general? Wrong. Okay, I, I got to be honest. When you look at the battleground states, Trump leads Biden in every one of the battleground states. That's according to Bloomberg poll. Trump leads Biden in all seven battleground states. Well, Biden continues to lead in the state of dementia. I am uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be joined by Jim Jordan in the next break from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. Emily Campagno around the corner as well. We will also get to your calls, text, tweets, and carrier pigeons a little bit later on. 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of that. Uh, Remember the old term victim blaming? I've been bringing that up a lot lately where if something horrible happens to someone, you know, you're never allowed to invoke the fact that they might have played a role in that sort of thing. You know, what we're seeing now is this whole other level of victim blaming when it comes to the Israel and the Hamas conflict we're being told us it's Israel's fault, you understand. This stuff didn't happen, you know, on its own, you see. And Joe Scarborough, who has, you know, no love for Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, is basically blaming the attack on Israel and Netanyahu's leadership. This is it, clip six. Most supporters of Israel would agree with Benjamin Netanyahu in many ways, uh, except the Benjamin Netanyahu part. He was responsible for that, and not just directly, uh, by, by Israel sleeping and the defense forces sleeping and him obsessing over uh, wars against uh, the courts instead of war against Hamas. Uh, and also uh, because what, what he did for well over a decade, doing everything he could uh, to, to, to avoid peace talks that would lead to a two-state solution. He was so obsessed with the West Bank and so obsessed to allowing religious extremists to, to bulldoze down Palestinian homes uh, for, vote, for, for, for political purposes, because he knew that would help him with the far right, the far right uh, religiously, politically, that he took his eyes off the terrorists who promised to kill Jews, took his eyes completely off of it for political reasons. So, yeah, that that speech last night, a little discordant for a lot of people, and I'll say including myself, that are fierce defenders of Israel. You can't be a fierce defender of Israel and listen to what Benjamin Netanyahu said and go, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Because 80% of people inside of Israel think he's responsible. You are so full of sh- Listen, nobody in Israel has ever had the luxury of going a second without thinking Hamas wants to attack them. 
because this entire nation is surrounded by people chanting death to Israel. That's why the idea that Scarborough wants to admonish Netanyahu for not pursuing a two-state solution, they don't want a two-state solution. The chant from the river to the sea, okay, encompasses a lot more land than just Gaza, okay? It is not about us coexisting side by side. It is about them eliminating the earth of the Jewish race entirely. So you could tell me the intelligence wasn't spot on in protecting us from this attack and our allies in the region. But the idea that he's out there saying, well, you can't be a fierce supporter of Israel, you know, 80 percent of the time. So what does he have to say to the guy Joe Biden he supports that's giving Iran all the money they're using to fund all of these proxy attacks? I think he's got a point. Yeah, And the point is he's an idiot. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You're dang right it is. We are celebrating Halloween around the country. My advice, if you get a chance, go trick-or-treating in the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. They'll give you like a Snickers and a six-pack of Natty Light. Nobody knows better than their congressman, Representative Jim Jordan, who returns to the show. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy. How are you doing? Good. Is it not some of the best trick-or-treating in the world in the 4th yeah. Congressional District of Ohio? Heck, yeah. you go to Wapak, Canada, you know, you probably get a couple candy bars. You know? <laughs> it's, uh, it's like the place to be, Auglaize County, yeah. where your lovely bride is from. Stop it. You'll get an elephant ear. You know, you'll get a, they'll get you a fried pork tenderloin. Like, they're going to feed you right in the 4th Congressional yeah. District. The, the sugar, uh, I'm trying to think of the family, the... Oh, the waffles. Uh, we know this. We've talked yeah, about this. Waffles. We've talked about this yeah, at, the, at, this, at the county fairs. Yep. They're the best. Legends. They're the best. waffles are the best. No, they're the yeah. best of the best. That's, that's two reasons I would never run for president. Okay, one is because I would never pass the background check. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the other is like, every, every event is at a fair. I would be like yeah. 725 pounds. <laughs> well, uh, it is good fair food, uh, particularly here at the, the county fairs in Ohio. So, how about Joe Burrows? The, the Bengals are back. You know. Oh, I, I listen to Jim Jordan now. No, no. Let me just jump in here because I, I love this, and I'm happy for you and your team, and I think it's great that they're back. But we had made a remark that we've had about five interviews without any Bengals talk on this show. <laughs> curious timing, I must say. Curious timing. Well, that, but th- that's sort of been their their mo the last last. Yep. Couple seasons, last three seasons, they start a little slow. Mm-hmm. Come on, what were they wild card yep. one year when they made the Super Bowl? I think, and yep. I forget last year. So anyway, yep. No, they're, they're hot. They beat. They finally beat the 49ers. Still not in. A, they still haven't beat the 49ers at a Super Bowl. But you got to start somewhere. <laughs> you, you know that was the that was the one with uh, Crumry, yep. the Badger, who was uh, you know broke his leg and it was mm-hmm. dangling. I still remember that from like. How many years ago was that? Thirty years ago, or yeah, more, maybe. A, I don't know. That was an ugly long time one. ago. That was an ugly one. Yeah. That was a Montana led a drive, completed a pass to John Taylor uh, in the last minute of the game. That's right, sank the battleship. We remember. Well, it's funny yeah. that I bring up football because I was in D.C. this weekend. I was working on some documentary. I got a book coming out. That whole thing. But mm-hmm. we were talking about specifically. We were at FedEx Field talking about the Redskins logo. We were talking about how teams canceled Native American mascots, outrage culture, and all of that. Do you know that the I, when I said I interviewed 100 people that wanted to keep the Redskins name. 100 people out of 100 people wanted to keep the Redskins name. Of uh, and of what's, what's funny, and you know this in your district, there's a lot of Native American mascots like in Wapakoneta and stuff. Those yeah. mascots were a tribute to Native Americans. They weren't right. mocking them. They liked them. So yeah. it's crazy because I bring that up because I feel like as a country, we're fighting a lot of the wrong battles right now. Like we're going after the halftime show of a football game when we should probably, I don't know, just shut the border. 
Yeah, exactly. No kidding. The uh, the border is a mess. Uh, we, we we found that it was like out of the two million who've come across that we know about in mm-hmm. the Biden administration. We, we we issued this report a couple of weeks ago. The the numbers who have been through the adjudication process and actually been removed is six thousand people. So in other words, they just get released as we know. They're 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 you know all parts of the country now. Mm-hmm. It's how bad the uh, how bad the situation is. Yeah, let's focus on the real problem instead of renaming the Cleveland Indians the Guardians <laughs> for goodness sake. Um, <laughs> let's focus on some things that actually matter to Americans. Thank you, because the guard, you know, and to be honest with you, the guardian is a, is a is a mascot. It's not that imposing, you know. A guardian is a guardian is someone you tell, hey, you're not my real parent. I don't have to listen to you, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, hard to yeah, watch. But when I hear these numbers, like I heard Mayorkas talking about Godaways, and then you hear about like members of the terror watch list. You know, we talk in sports cliches a lot. The adage is defense yeah. wins championships. We're not winning championships because we're not playing any defense at the border. No, we're certainly not. Uh, and it's, it, you know, we've, I don't know how many times we've talked about it, but it's, it's all intentional. They just decided no more wall, no more remain in Mexico. And when we catch you, we will release you into the country. And only 6,000 out of 2.2 million are ever going to be returned in three and a half years of the Biden. I mean, it's like that's, that's how bad uh, this that's yep. how bad this administration is. Yeah. And it's not the only thing they're bad at. They're, they're bad at everything. Inflation's up. You know, price of energy is up, crime is up, and we are no longer respected. Uh, there's no strength projected from the Oval Office, and I would argue that's why we see this terrible, terrible stuff that has happened to our dear and, and closest ally, the state of Israel, not to mention Ukraine. I mean, it's just everything is bad, and it's it's why we got to ha- hopefully have a change here in, what, 13 months. That's what we're hoping for. We're talking to Representative Jim Jordan, who's riding high right now with his red-hot Cincinnati Bengals, if you're just joining us. We'll get, listen, we got to give you the shout-out there while we can. Uh, as a Bengal fan, you guys put up with a lot out there. Uh, but, you know, you talk about 13 months. Talk about Election Day. I think one of the reasons, you know, Trump continues to lead in battleground states. He's beaten Biden, okay? He's beating yeah. Biden in Bloomberg polling. is because I think if you just make it a simple contrast between now and then, you don't have any of the problems we have now. We didn't have then. Yep. And I think Not that's, a one. Nope. We had low low energy prices. We had a secure border. We had safe streets. Um, we had respect around the world. You know, the the, the, the the example I always give is when Pompeo was asked a year and a half ago when Russia went into Ukraine, he's doing an interview, and they said, Mr. Secretary, would this have happened in a Trump administration? And he said, the short answer is I don't know, but I do know this. It didn't happen in a Trump administration, yeah. and neither did neither did an attack on Israel like we saw just you know four, four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So that is that that I think says says it all, um, and why it's so dangerous when you have this kind of weakness, these kind of policies um, mm-hmm. in the White House. Yeah, it's scary. I was I, Lloyd Austin was there's, there's an article we were reading on the air earlier that we've had 13 proxy attacks on our interest in Syria. And the message is this better stop. <laughs> We're gonna get, I'm like, what is the number? What, what is the cutoff for attacking us before we actually put somebody in their place? Because I feel like no, 30 is high. Is it not a little high? Of course it is. And it's, it's like the, the, the parent who keeps trying to reason with their with their seven year old who keeps throwing a temper tantrum, keeps doing things wrong. To try, no, you got to stop it. You got to like you got to yeah. take you got to take control. And it's sort of the same same mindset here that unfortunately we don't have with uh yeah. With Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a house where, like, if someone said knock it off, they didn't say knock it off 30 times before the consequences <laughs> ensued. And we, we grew up in, yeah, we grew up in an era where the parents used weapons. 
You know, your dad. Your dad sounds like my dad. Yeah. My dad's attitude. My dad's attitude was, if you do it right, you don't have to do it often. So yeah. my brother and I, we we got it not too often, but yeah. when we got it, we got it, and that kept you that kept you straight for a long time. Oh, you ain't kidding, man. <laughs> every, every once in a while, you get smacked in the head or kicked in the butt, but you knew. You're like, you shouldn't do that again. You know, yeah. we don't do that. We got we got to bring back the spoon. I, I did. Oh, my mom had the little plastic, the little yep. plastic wiffle ball bat. Like if you, when it, my brother and I got in trouble, holy cow! Dude, just like bring the wiffle ball bat, man. That that gets you straight right away, man. Holy cow. <laughs> wiffle ball bat. Well, your mom was nicer than ours because we had. This is my favorite thing in the world. The Yankees used to have a holiday. They actually brought it back. It's called Bat Day, where everybody yeah. who walks in the door gets a free bat in the Bronx. Which hello. <laughs> Hello. You mean one of those little wooden ones? Yeah, they used to give little oh, those little right. wooden bats. We used to get hit in the shins with those when we got in trouble. Bat day. Don't... No, my mom didn't do that. It no. was a little plastic. It was a wiffle ball yeah. bat that she'd give you a swat on the rear when you were fine. When you were... <laughs> but it worked. You're in Congress. Look at you now. <laughs> No, that, no, that is funny. It is. You're in Congress. You know the kid yeah. next door didn't get hit with the wiffle ball bat. God knows what he's doing right now. You don't know what he's doing. If but if your mom was using the wooden bat, holy cow, man, that's a little – that's scary. I should have achieved more. I should have achieved more is what we're saying. Well, oh, shoot. More, I always did more. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just spend more time laughing whenever I, do, whenever I come on your show. That's that's so funny. Real life, man. But that's the truth. Most of the most of the parenting remedies of our youth, uh, you couldn't even do. Like if you had a te- yeah, if you had a teething baby when we were little, like my grandma used to put whiskey on our gums so we'd stop crying. Could you imagine now in the age of social media, someone would post a video of her giving a toddler whiskey? Oh, uh, it's too funny. Um, yeah, my dad was definitely old school. My dad was old school, but it was funny because like all my all my buddies were like they were like afraid of my dad because you know because he was like he was the disciplinarian. He coached the baseball team and the mm-hmm. wrestling program. He started and all that. But my my dad was actually you know just like they were all afraid, but but they they would play for him. They would wrestle for him. They respected yep. him because he, he kept everyone in line. And it was so old school, but. Yeah, I don't know. We need we need a little bit more of that, I think, today. No, I agree, hundred percent. My dad was the same. My dad coached a lot in youth sports, and uh, he always it's funny. He always looking back now. He always gave rides to the game to kids who had single moms. We had a lot of was, curiously. We had a lot of cute single moms riding shotgun to these games. I don't have an answer on that one way or the other, yeah. but uh, I will tell we you. Were, we, well, we were so like I'm so old. We were like. You know, you can't do this today. We would all just jump in the back of the pickup truck I remember to that. go to baseball practice and, you know, when you, you know, batting practice and all this stuff. And he just like Ben Hall kids around, drop them off at their house. And that's just how, how it was in the old days. Yep. You just rode in the back of the truck. But, man, you can't do that today. No. Now, Mo, basically, it's funny, but most of the things that made us turn out to be productive members of society are banned. So maybe that's the <laughs> argument here. Maybe everybody needs to get in the back of the pickup truck. <laughs> Great stuff. Well. Uh, last question. Time. You can dismount, uh, and you are officially free. Uh, are you guys confident in this Mike Johnson leadership situation? Does the House feel I, like it's in a good place? I do. Mike is just a solid guy, a solid Christian guy, a friend. He's, um, I think he's off to a great start with what he proposed on Israel, just the, the aid package to Israel, yep. not 
not tied to Ukraine and actually paying for it. And what better place than the IRS, which has been harassing Americans for so darn long. Mm -hmm. So I think Mike's off to a great start, and I think he's going to do an outstanding job. All right. And the last piece of information, Bengals, I know you're not a gambler, uh, but you are risking your credibility every time you come on the show. I don't know if you figured (laughs) that out by now. You are rolling the dice there. Uh, Your your Bengals are three against the Buffalo Bills this weekend. Do you think the Bengals beat the Bills? That's a hot matchup. That is a big game. I, to, I may have to watch some of that. Uh, no, I'm, yeah, you go. I'm going for the Bengals. Although I do like this, the big quarterback for the the, the Bills, Josh Jonathan, Allen. Josh Allen. You got to like him. He seems like apple pie as they come. Yeah, um, he's a good dude. So, big guy yeah, scrambles. So, uh, go ahead. Yeah, he is huge too. Right. <laughs> he's like, but who do I who could tackle that guy? Yep. Uh, no, but I'm with the Bengals. You got to go with the Bengals. All right, I, I will. I will pass along the good word to my local sports book. I've got a casino gig coming up. If I if I call you and Russell in the middle of the night, you'll know the Bengals didn't cover, okay? okay. Thanks, brother. Have a great day, right, Jim. Man. My man. Jimmy. There he goes, the great Jim Jordan, who tells it like it is. Most of the things our parents did to us as kids would be illegal now. But here's a newsflash. They worked. That's the point. Yay, it's spanked if you talked back. The guy's in Congress now. I got spanked. You think about the fact that, I mean, seriously, I talk about, you know, oh, I used to be a cab driver. Now I'm on all these shows. You know, I'm on the radio. But that is supposed to inspire you. Few people have done more with less than I have. Like, I want credit. That's why I bring up that I was a cab driver. I don't know any other cab drivers on the air right now. I want the credit. Okay. Lord knows they're not going to give me the credit for my driving skills. But I would like to add uh, that I was not awake for any of those accidents. So I don't see that as some type of a, you know, demerit against the quality of my driving. And anyone who knows me will tell you I have never been involved in an accident I was awake for. Okay, so I want some credit for the quality of my driving skills because I'm undefeated when I'm awake. It's when I get a little drowsy on a long, you know, cross-country ride from one stand-up gig to the other after 12 hours of driving a cab, you know, the the champ starts to get some heavy eyelids. We've all been there where you're fish-hooking your lips, you're rolling down the windows, you're smacking yourself, you're doing all the things that will actually, like, keep you awake. Like, I'm on Sirius trying to find the episode of The View to listen to. I'm kidding. It never gets that dark. That's why I crashed the car. (laughs) Got to draw the line somewhere. Back after this. You're listening to the show that Standard and Poor describes as Standard and Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you turn on the Fox News Channel tonight at 10 p.m., you will see me sitting across from this next guest who's telling me I should wear leopard print on the air. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Unemployed fashion consultant, <laughs> heavily employed host of Outnumbered, host of the Fox True Crime podcast, Emily Campagno has stopped by. Hey, girl. I'll bet you a billion dollars every person listening agrees with me. You guys, he didn't just say, what should I wear? And I'm like, oh, a leopard print. He said, should I wear leopard print? I was like, yes. <laughs> Think about it this way. Literally three days of five, I wear leopard print shoes or earrings. Mm-hmm. So a jacket to a guy is sort of the accessory, right? Yeah. So fair. 
But in here's your the- size, it would look like a whole pride of lions, <laughs> to be honest. Look at an extra from the Lion King. It'd be a set piece. <laughs> a set piece from the Lion King. A row of lions. Emily has picked up where she's left off, taking shots. You t- first of all, you told me to wear it. <laughs> then you're like, you're going to look like a fat leopard. <laughs> like the go. rug splayed out in the bottom of the library, you know, where it's like the ha- like a splayed out leopard. Anyway, I, I love it look great. I look forward to wearing it. It's going to be an absolute banger. 10 o'clock on the Fox News Channel. Emily, myself, Greg Gutfeld. Feld, Kat Timph, Charlie Hurt is in the house. An embarrassment of television riches, but it wouldn't be Halloween if we didn't bring on Emily to first talk about her true crime podcast. And of course, uh, pump up your Halloween game a little bit. I know you're not going to be in costume tonight on Gutfeld, but you are like the closest thing to the Michael Jackson thriller video I have as a friend. Yes, I so appreciate you saying that. So first of all, everybody, please go to my Instagram just so you can see the amalgam of costumes that I have created mm-hmm. and participated in with the help of Christina Lamaro, who on the side is a special effects yep. expert. Uh, yeah. That's why we do all those dope things. So I have scales this year without telling you what I am. I have full-blown silicone special effects prop scales on me. Um, last year, that whole thing, that wasn't prosthetic. The uh, White Tiger, that was yeah. just paint that created an entire 3D vibe. You guys, I can't even describe it. You just have to go and watch how much I play. And I just have to say this. for To address the, I know no one listening is like this, but the comments I've gotten about that it's all devil worshiping, it's actually not. And my <laughs> inspiration is derived from, as you know, I've been a dancer since I was three, from the theater and ballet costumes. Yeah. So there's a lot of like, that's why there's like unitards and lots of feathers because to me, it's the larger than life costume the broadway like there's so much it's so much fun this time of year that's what it's about everyone f-u-n it's called fun remember do you remember fun yeah good old-fashioned fun you still cur <laughs> i don't know people get online it's my favorite thing Is in the it? world when someone criticizes my appearance on tv but they don't even have a profile picture totally. i'm like you, <laughs> you, totally. you don't even have like a configured image of yourself you're okay with but you're like hey you should have wear that jacket right i'm like thank you egg person right anyway M, it's halloween i know there's an episode of the fox true crime podcast tell me about it you guys i've never been more excited for an episode here's why uh-oh the fox true crime podcast today our episode is interviewing no one less than Bram Stoker's great-grandnephew, as in the author of Dracula. Whoa. He happens to be a friend of mine because when I did the Vampire Nation special, yep, yep. he was one of my people. He is amazing. Not only is he an author himself, but he got access to Bram's original manuscript. So the Dracula as we know it, that so much, that literally 150 years worth of entertainment was based on, he actually has the original manuscript and the additional 70% of material. So he knows the first word. The originally intended first word of Dracula was, this is all true. Way to make your Halloween the most frightening experience ever. So you gotta listen because we dig into the real origins of Dracula. I mean, he's... He's his uncle's historian, essentially. It's fantastic. It's so good. It's so fun. And it's non-exploitative. You know, no one on Halloween wants to hear an actual true crime. Yeah. So this is so fun and so cool. And by the way, it's totally family friendly. So literally gather around the YouTube channel or the iPhone and listen to me and Dacre just talk shop. Because we are bros. And we go into the American vampire. um, a lot said Hysteria here. Hysteria and everything. It's the point fantastic. is, we're all sold. I think this is great. I'm actually canceling my plans. Good. I'm not even going to do Gutfeld. I'm just going to go <laughs> listen. It was that good. <laughs> totally. The great Emily Campagno, folks. There she goes. Get her out. Get her out. 
out of here. I was talking about myself. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You bet it is. We are ready to rumble in the words of the great Michael Buffer. Uh, although I don't know you can use those words, according to I think he sues you. It's like it's a crazy time to be alive. Very litigious society we live in. Point being, Fox Across America back in action for a big hour that will include Tudor Dixon from the great state of Michigan, who stops by the way into some controversial comments from woke Hollywood. Everything woke turns to We're going to get into it in this hour. 888-788-9910. If you want a piece of the action, it is, of course, Halloween. And uh, people are out there celebrating, doing the trick-or-treat thing, getting some candy. Uh, I was a big, I was a big, big, big proponent of Halloween. If you've ever seen the pictures of me as a kid, my goodness gracious. I swallowed a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> pizzas. But uh, whatever you're doing, 888-788-9910. If you're giving away the full-size Snickers, I mean, you can give away apples. Uh, you can. But the thing about giving away apples on Halloween is you get back apples. That's true. That is true. That's, remember trick-or-treating in the 80s. You know how you could tell which house was giving away apples? They were the house with apples uh, all over the roof and the front door and the cars and everything else. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. No apples here in this hour. We are giving away nothing but good old-fashioned radio candy. And I bring up kids, why? Because Angelina Jolie, remember Angelina Jolie? She was married to Brad Pitt uh, for a while there. I think that went sideways. Mr. and Mrs. Smith decided to pull a journey and go their separate ways. But uh, Angelina Jolie took time out from her busy schedule of hoarding children uh, to share her thoughts on the war between Israel and Hamas. Now, I'm going to tell you this about Hollywood, and it frustrates me because I wish they would take my advice on this. Hollywood actors should absolutely stay in their lanes. I'm not trying to minimize anyone's voice or deny them a platform or any of those other terms that are used. Okay, I'm saying so because Hollywood athletes, like uh, Hollywood actors, like professional athletes, like music artists, have been given supernatural abilities to create content that is so compelling that it holds our society together under the guise of being common culture. What I mean by common culture is there is content out there, or at least there used to be in my childhood, that everyone watched, whether they agreed with the politics or not politically. You put your political differences aside to go watch a baseball game back in the 80s, 90s, okay? It's certainly the early aughts. You put your political differences aside to go watch a movie, okay, to watch late-night television, to listen to music. Now, a lot of these people in the age of social media have decided, you know, we've got this big platform. I'm going to do all kinds of good in the world by opening my mouth. (laughs) They never do any good because it just creates more division in society because things that used to be common culture like sports, like music, like late night comedy are now things that are off limits to half the country. There's a divide. They're a battle line in the sand like everything else that you watch during regular programming. Okay, it's all politics now. And for that reason, a lot of people are losing the escape they would get from having a source of common culture, like movies, like sports, like music. You can't just put your politics to the, you know, put them on the timeout step and go watch the movie because most of the movie is now an infomercial about social justice initiatives. That's the biggest problem in Hollywood. When you look at the new criteria for winning an Oscar right now, 
under the new inclusion and diversity guidelines, a film will not be eligible to win an Oscar at this year's Oscars unless it involves a storyline that revolves around a discriminated against or traditionally oppressed group of people. So they don't need a great actor. They don't need a great script. They just need somebody who would traditionally be an outlier in terms of being the focal point of a good script. So, like, for instance, The Godfather, under the new criteria, wouldn't be eligible to win an Oscar unless halfway through he started identifying as the godmother, you know? And instead of making somebody an offer they couldn't refuse, he'd have to make them an offer they couldn't hear because they were deaf, okay? That works. The traditional leave the gun, take the cannoli, there's no way! You think Hollywood wants anything to do, okay, in woke up? Leave the gun. I mean, they might give you that, but they'd probably whack take the cannoli because it might be from one of those bakeries that doesn't support gay marriage. The point is they're taking a fine-tooth comb to art in this country in a way that is inspiring the artists themselves, which in this case are actors, to speak out like they themselves have something to offer when it comes to, like, geopolitics. But here's a newsflash. Hollywood actors are not famous. They're not commanding $30 million a movie because we care what they have to say. You are correct, sir. Okay, Angelina Jolie is rich because she hit the genetic lottery like everyone else in Hollywood. Okay, Hollywood actors are famous because they're so good looking. We're willing to pay $20 for a popcorn to watch them recite the words of an ugly person. Okay, take it from a guy who worked in a lot of writer's rooms. We're not exactly surrounded by a bunch of show ponies in there. (laughs) Think about that. Matthew McConaughey is so good looking that they'll pay him $20 million to just talk to himself in a Cadillac commercial. They don't even have a script. Like, just just show up. If you could just show up, drive over a few hills and just ramble like you just smoked a dime bag behind a bowling alley. And you got in a Cadillac and just drove around. All the women will get so excited. They'll go buy a Cadillac. That's what they do. It's not even a script. It's just driving around. Matthew McConaughey. You know when a dog's on a skateboard and the roller skates aren't working anymore. You microwave a pizza. Next thing you know, the bowling alley's going to give you eight good frames. And you're like, what? Cadillac. And then everything, it was cars flying off shelves. Okay, that's the gift of Hollywood. Okay. We used to accept that they were so spectacularly gifted and that they, on some level, were just living better lives than we were, okay? That was the whole hook of the Oscars. It was one day where we could celebrate the lives of the spectacular prosperity these people were born into and live slightly vicariously through them, meaning you'd see them on the red carpet, you'd read about their exploits the next night at the Vanity Fair after party because you'd see it on, like, Access Hollywood a little bit or you'd catch something in People magazine. But now celebrities have made themselves so available at every hour of the day It is watered down the power of celebrity. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. Seriously, you used to get a comment from a celebrity when they were promoting a film. They'd go on a late night show. Like, oh, my, there's a reason to tune in. We're going to hear what they have to say about this. This is exciting. Okay, you never get 20 minutes with this big celebrity. You know, you might see Jack Nicholson courtside at a Lakers game, but you didn't have, like, an audience with him. And you still don't because he's an old school celebrity. He's not one of these guys that's available 24 hours a day, you know, all over Instagram, giving you every second of access to his life. Okay, but sadly, a lot of celebrities have become that. And Angelina Jolie now weighing in on geopolitics. Shut up! Will you shut up? Because nobody cares. 
Now, granted, you know, she hasn't exactly been a hit machine in the last decade. She's not putting out a lot of big films these days, but she focuses on humanitarian work, and I do believe she's adopted. I think the last number was 3,298 children, so she's busy. I don't doubt that. But she threw up an Instagram post, okay, sharing her thoughts on the war between Israel and Hamas. And here it is for you. Like millions around the world, I have spent the last week sick and angry at the terrorist attack in Israel, the death of so many innocent civilians, and wondering how best to help. I, too, am praying for the immediate safe return of every hostage and for the families who carry the unimaginable pain of a murder of a loved one. Above all, the children murdered and the many children now orphaned. What happened in Israel is an act of terror, but that cannot justify the innocent lives lost in a bombing a civilian population in Gaza that has nowhere to go, no access to food or water, no possibility of evacuation, and not even the basic human rights to cross a border to seek refuge. What would you do with a brain if you had one? She asserted she cares mostly about people displaced by violence in any context, while noting the Gaza Strip has a population of over 2 million people, half of them children, who have lived under a severe blockade for nearly two decades, on top of decades of displacement and statelessness. The denial of aid, food, and water is collectively punishing a people. Humanity demand an immediate ceasefire. Palestinian and Israeli lives and the lives of all people globally matter equally. Now, I would cons- I would say that all lives matter equally. But if you said this in the summer of 2020, they shouted you down. I think he's got a point. Remember that? Black Lives Matter. You were like, oh, all lives matter. And they were like, get him out of here. That was it. What do you mean? All lives matter. Shut up. What do you mean all lives matter? Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. That's what they would say. Okay, I do agree that all lives matter. But when she calls for a ceasefire, Angelina Jolie... When she calls for a ceasefire, do you know who she's disagreeing with? The woman she voted for in the last election, Hillary Clinton. Oh, wow. Here it is for everybody calling for a ceasefire. Here is Hillary Clinton, the people's pantsuit, speaking in Houston, Texas over the weekend. Gosh, haven't those people gotten through enough with the Astros losing in the ALCS? that they've now got to sit through a speech from Hillary Clinton. This is not okay. Seriously. But here it is, clip 15. People who are calling for a ceasefire now do not understand Hamas. That is not possible. It would be such a gift to Hamas because they would spend whatever time there was a ceasefire in effect rebuilding their uh, armaments, you know, creating stronger positions to be able to fend off Uh, an eventual um, assault by the Israelis. So we're in a very different world. I don't think it had to be the world we're in, but that's where we are, and we've got to figure our way uh, forward through it. Now, to be clear, and this is not something you hear me say every day, Hillary Clinton's telling the truth. Okay, a ceasefire is not possible. You're just helping out Hamas in this conflict because to them it's not a ceasefire. It's like, you know halftime of a football game they go in watch the game film reload and get ready to come back out in the second half of the game and the reason israel is on the run and aggressively prosecuting this case is because they realize they cannot reason with the people in hamas So what Angelina Jolie is doing, and again, I don't begrudge anybody who wants to help. There are a lot of people out there who really watch this and process this emotionally who are genuinely affected by the carnage that we're witnessing. 
But in calling for a ceasefire, what she fails to realize is you're not actually de-escalating the conflict the way you think you are. So in doing so, you're really just displaying to the people who know the situation best your lack of a full grasp of the conflict. Okay, nobody wants civilians to die. But when you're out there also, as some people are doing in academia, trying to draw a parallel between what Israel and Hamas is doing, Hamas directly attacks Israel's civilians. Israel, okay, in attempting to get back at Hamas, will ultimately have to kill civilians because Hamas uses them as human shields. And that's unfortunate. That is the way they work. But that's why you're trying to avoid war at all costs, because it's the civilians who always pay the highest toll. And that's why we need to be projecting more strength on the world stage. You know, weak leadership is what inspires most of the chaos you see around the globe. We don't have that stabilizing factor. We don't have that parent that's going, hey, knock it off. Okay, America keeps saying don't. But the response from Iran has been due. We've been attacked 30 different times by their proxies. So when you hear somebody like Angelina Jolie, like I'm not trying to bash her. I'm like, I'm genuinely not trying to bash her. Okay, but there is such a conflict in Hollywood right now where Aaron Sorkin just fired his agent because his agent was expressing support, not his agent, but one of the agents was expressing support for Hamas. Okay, we've heard these condemnations and these big petitions out of Hollywood, you know, say "Ah, enough's enough. Israel, you know, this doesn't justify. Okay, imagine a world where post 9-11 and this is how far we've come as a country. Imagine a world where post 9-11 we had people in the country going, yeah, but I know they attacked and knocked down the towers, 2,100 people dead, but, you know, what do we do? You know, that wasn't a thing back then because we just understood and we were more united at that point. OK, and one of the reasons we're not united anymore is we don't have any place to coexist. That's the biggest challenge facing us. Common culture is gone. Common cause is gone. Like when you think of COVID, COVID was common cause. It didn't know if you were a Republican or a Democrat. It just attacked you. Okay, but we fought each other a lot harder than we fought COVID. That's how they were able to get over on us with vaccine mandates that didn't work, lockdowns that didn't work, mask mandates that didn't work. Okay, we didn't have to fight the people failing us with their public health initiatives because we had each other to fight in the meantime. So it was like, why get mad at Fauci? Because he took more positions during COVID than the nurses on Pornhub. Okay, understand. We were too busy fighting each other to fight the people screwing us over. And one of the reasons we've descended into this place where the government that works for us is usually immune from real criticism is because of the fact that we've abandoned common culture. So I don't, you know, want to deny anybody their platform, but if you're somebody like Angelina Jolie, you know, you should understand the situation more thoroughly before you get up and speak. Because in the process, you do wind up alienating more people that might otherwise, you know, engage in a movie as some type of form of escapism. And believe me, we need the escapism now more than ever. So of all the times for woke Hollywood to shut up, like, this is really it, dude. It's the film collection that's got audiences virtue signaling. The Biden-Harris administration presents Woke Movies. The words of a president matter. All the Hollywood classics have been remade to meet today's gender-free standards. From Julia Roberts in Pretty Person. Big mistake. Big. Huge. To Marlon Brando in The Godparent. I have a sentimental weakness for my children and I spoil them as you can see. 
You're lying to yourself if you don't want to see Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Them. You can't handle the truth. And the animated classic, Cisgender Lady of the Tramp, will have all the kids at your place. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Woke Movies, the first Oscar ceremony where everybody gets a trophy. I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to have Tudor Dixon on the show in the next break. Right now, we're opening back. Logan in Chandler, Arizona. Yo, Logan. Hey, buddy. I'm going to shoot a few random thoughts at you, and then I'll let you respond. Right, I'll put on the goalie equipment. Let's go. Okay, so Israel, the war, they're, they're starting at the south. They're going very slow. I think it would be a great idea, and this might be their plan, as they clear the area to open it up for humanitarian efforts and also invite the Palestinians that are not, you know, terrorists to come through kind of their makeshift border and then set up tents and camps and show the world that, hey, we're taking care of the Palestinian people. I think that would be great optics. I don't know what percentage of the Palestinians uh, trust the Israeli army. Uh, or military, but I think that would be a great plan. And that might be their plan again, because, um, and then they'll have to check to make sure that who they're letting in is not a terrorist, obviously. Yep. Um, that's number one. Number mm-hmm. two, I don't see an end to the war. Uh, you've got Houthis and you've got, uh, you know, you got a problem in Lebanon with terrorists and you got a problem in Iran. You got the, the Hezbollah as well. So, w- so where is their, where is their end point? I mean, once they wipe out most of the, you know, Hamas terrorists, if they can yeah. even do that, yeah. they're still going to be getting hit from yep. the north and from the from the uh, from the east. So yep. the, another, uh, the U.S. is going to have to step in and try to clear out some more of those terrorist organizations. Well, or, at the uh, very cells. least, we're going to have to start responding to some of the attacks on our own assets, just so people take our leadership seriously. A lot of questions, Logan. I'm going to pass half of them on to Tudor Dixon because we're up against a hard commercial break. But stellar work as always. Tudor Dixon joins us next. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. And here we go. Fired up. It is Halloween. Joining us now is a woman who should probably be going door to door with her 2,800 children. Uh, She is a superstar host of the Tudor Dixon podcast. Tudor Dixon back on the show. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, thank you. There's not 2,800. It's a big number, though. I've met the Dixon kids here at Fox. It's you're just like you were like one kid short of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yeah, there are four of them. And um, when they get home from school, I know they're going to say they want to go trick or treating. And I'm currently looking at like four inches of snow outside of my office window right now. Whoa, I did not know that. Uh, as a Michigander, I would have assumed Jim Harbaugh stole a sign that would have told you this was coming. <laughs> it's um you know this is not 
your typical Halloween here, and I love snow. Mm-hmm. Not on Halloween. Not a fan no, of No, it's a mess. But this is the question I'm, I wanted I'm to ask you. We're going to have a talk with Janice Dean about this. Yeah, we're going to get J- JD on the line. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about this, though. Are you a, because your kids are a little bit younger, do you trick or treat in like a posse, like with like four other parents and radio flyer wagons and all of that, or do you kind of give the kids a little space? So this has always been the deal. Mm-hmm. My husband, I hand out candy. My husband takes the kids and they go in the neighborhood group and they do all okay. go together. But this year he has strategically been decided he's out of town on business. Um, so <laughs> so <laughs> of course it's the year when it, there's five inches of snow. So snowshoes McGee has to get out there and go door to door. That's right. That's right. I told Sarah earlier I would pay her to take them. Oh, wow. You know, for people who don't know Sarah, that's like Tudor's hitman, basically. She handles all the dirty work, media stuff, everything in between. The idea of you at home and Sarah's out in the blizzard, like, I want it to happen. Just saying, I love Sarah, but it's so comical that I, I kind of want it to happen. So, Sarah, if you're out there, Lacey. Sarah is great because she is like one of them. Sometimes that's great and sometimes that's not great because they gang up against me. But she's like, oh, my gosh, I'd love to take them trick-or-treating. And I'm like, I don't know if she's serious, but I want her to be serious. Oh, no, she's, believe me, she's serious. She's serious (laughs) because she knows you don't want to go. That's why she's serious. (laughs) she's like why would you want to sit home and hand out candy and i'm like because there's one night of the year that i'm in the house by myself and even even though other children are coming to the door i'm not responsible (laughs) it doesn't matter very happy just ships in the night they're just passing by the home here's a candy (laughs) well i'm happy to hear you're giving out candy you're not the family with the apples no, go, no, whatever. We're not communists. Stop. <laughs> well, when you were a little kid, couldn't you always tell which house was giving away apples because they had apples on their roof? <laughs> right. that's, exactly. That's, or like the, you go up and you get pretzels and you're like, I had these in my lunch today. Thanks. It's such a bummer. Guys handing out <laughs> bologna and cheeses. I'm like, what's going on here? This isn't good. Oh, man. We're talking to Tudor Dixon. All right, we got some adulting to do really quick. Let me throw this one at you. Um, There's a lot of people, and we've had this conversation the last time you were here, but it hasn't subsisted. There is a lot of people this Halloween on college campuses, college campuses, where you can't say just about anything. Like, they canceled Halloween at, like, Yale. Remember the year where kids were wearing costumes? Like, that's offensive. You know, it's insensitive. But these same campuses are openly supporting Hamas right now. Is the the compass broken, Tudor Dixon? Is it good? Maybe they should stay home and hand out candy? You know, it. I mean, it is really, it's horrifying to me. It's totally shocking to me. And I think about all these poor parents who have sent their kids there. And even though, you know, even though we've been telling people for years, there's this DEI and all the CRT that's very messed up and it's very, it's very dangerous stuff. I don't think we even knew how dangerous it was because I think everybody was like, listen, this is creating racism, but nobody could foresee that suddenly you would have an entire generation of kids it was actually threatening the lives of our Jewish students. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard for years people have said anti-Semitism is a problem. And if you don't openly see it, you can, you can say, oh, how big of a deal is it? Now we see it. And you can't look away. You cannot ignore this. You cannot accept this. This is unacceptable. And people will say to me, but Tudor, you say you believe in free speech. And I'm like, thank goodness I get to know what these lunatics are thinking. Yeah. I do. 
I'm yeah. thrilled about it. But it doesn't mean that they shouldn't have companies say we'll never hire you. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't have their names out there next to the fact that they're saying these things. It doesn't mean that they should be allowed to wear masks and do it. People should know who they are. If you feel this way, this strongly, if you want to threaten people, then put your name out there. Sign it. Imagine that. Tudor Dixon is on the line, and but but it's true. Okay, and these donors, and this is where I think the colleges have kind of brought something onto themselves, like a, like an increased level of scrutiny. Do you know how, like, during the lockdowns, uh, when your good buddy Gretchen Whitmer shut down all the schools and wouldn't let anybody go back, uh, parents started to get a feel for what the kids were being subjected to in the classroom, and there suddenly was a bigger presence at school board meetings and stuff. Don't you think on some level that colleges have invited a lot more donor scrutiny than they were getting in the past? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, I think that... For a lot of us, even those parents who've gone and fought for at the K through 12 level, we still feel like, you know, as parents, you have a lot of control with your kids from K through 12 because they're still coming home every night and you're still talking about what your your family values are around the dinner table. But when you send your kids to college, then there's suddenly this unknown influence that we really we couldn't see you know kids were coming home for thanksgiving you'd be like how did you start thinking these wacky things Mm -hmm. then you start to see protests in support of terrorism i mean we're talking about the worst people on the planet and you know I, i actually had larry kudlow on the podcast today and we were talking about terrorism and how the biden administration has sort of ignored the fact that this is the world leader in terror and Mm -hmm. they are really a very dangerous group and the fact that we allowed them we we took the sanctions we allowed them to make 80 billion Mm dollars on oil has funded something that we may not be able to put that back in the bottle how dangerous this truly is and to see students on campuses marching i think parents and donors across the country are going holy cow we can't send our kids here we can't put send our money here yeah how could you? I mean, it, it really is. It's crazy when you think that. And when you talk about the Cudlow point, because, you know, I give him all of his economic advice. I don't know if he brought that up <laughs> on the podcast. But he's like, he's like, Larry, that's brilliant. He's like, well, there's a former cab driver uh, back here at Fox. Uh, <laughs> it's a guy, you know, a guy they, guy they pay in Tide Pods and tequila. Well, he secretly, he uh, writes my stuff. But no, Cudlow is spot on with his analysis, because basically you take people who want to blow up us and our allies and you make them rich. That only ends one way. That's the point. If my neighbors were chanting death to the failures every day, I don't know that I would change my domestic energy policy to make my neighbors richer. But that is kind of what we've done in a nutshell, no? Right, absolutely. And and the thing is that they're not shy about it. That's the, the point here. If you look, I was saying, gosh, if you look at the Ayatollah's Twitter account, he's literally saying every week, we will avenge Soleimani's death. We'll come after you. Well, he couldn't until he had billions upon billions of dollars. And now that Biden has allowed that to happen, see, when you are the world leader, when you are the leader of the of the free world, that means you have to have control over the bad guys. And it was a good thing when America had control over the bad guys. This idea that we went out and said, well, we've got to be nice. You know, we can bring the Middle East together. Never once did Iran say, we want to be friends with these people. We want to be friends with the people in the Middle East. We want to be friends with America. No, they've never said that. They have always made it clear. When we have money, we will kill you. When we have money, we will eliminate entire faith groups, entire ethnic groups. We want to eliminate people. And yet the person who had the control, the person who could keep that genie in the bottle decided to uncork it. Yep. It's really crazy to watch happen. But everybody who keeps telling us, you know, two-state solution, it is true. Hamas wants a two-state solution as long as there's no Jewish people in either one of them. 
That's the problem. Right, yeah. It's it's stupid. Um, Tudor Dixon is on the line. It is Halloween. Uh, before I let you go, I just need to know, what is, uh, for, uh, maybe for a young Tudor Dixon, and certainly you're still young, but I mean a child-age Tudor Dixon, what was the, yeah, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to ask you how <laughs> old you are. That's in a, That's offensive. How much do you weigh? I'm kidding. Stick with me. <laughs> stick, stick with me. Uh, what was the go-to candy bar for a young Tudor Dixon? I was a, I was a peanut butter cup guy growing up, and I liked the Snickers, but was there a go-to for Tudor Dixon? Oh, my gosh. Same. Exactly the same. Actually, oh. when I was a kid, I was a more and more of a Snickers person, and yeah, now as an adult, I'm, I sneak out the Reese's cups from the girls, oh. for sure. Yeah, you were, so you are. You're a candy-thieving parent, are you not? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's a tax they have to pay to live here. We have a we have a PSA about this uh, that we may play <laughs> after we let you go. Uh, can you guys hear me in there? You guys have to play the PSA after we let Tudor go. It shouldn't be played in her presence because it'll look like we made it just for her. Uh, Tudor, we didn't, <laughs> but we will send this to you separately. Uh, a wonderful appearance as always. I will let you get back <laughs> to answering the door. Tell uh, Sarah to lace up them <laughs> snowshoes, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to pack her up with a good snowsuit and some warm <laughs> and some hand warmers. She's admitting she's sending Sarah. I love you the greatest. All right. I'll check in with Sarah on the side. Thank you for this. <laughs> Thanks. See you soon. Goodbye. There she goes, the great Tudor Dixon. And there we go, but not without a word uh, from the children of America. Halloween is back. And if you're like most parents, you plan on eating some of your kids' candy when they get home. This is total c- You say you're just checking to make sure it's safe. But we're not stupid, so stop lying to us. If you want some candy, get your lazy butt out there and knock on a few doors. It's not fair that we do all the walking and you do most of the chewing. So this Halloween... Have some self-respect and leave our candy alone. And if you do have to steal from us, please take the apples and the popcorn balls because those suck. Happy Halloween, everybody, even you fat, lying parents. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Bottom of the ninth on Fox Across America. Some good news in the addition by subtraction department. Our governor, Kathy Hochul, remember her? She replaced Andy Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! Uh, Kathy Hochul telling us that they have captured a person of interest in the Cornell University death threats to the Jewish students. He should be behind bars! For a long time. Okay, as Tudor Dixon was saying, we support free speech in this country, but uh, death threats, uh, things of that nature, have to come with a consequence in order for us to maintain order in our society. Folks, world's on fire. I say this every day. We're just out here roasting radio marshmallows. But one of the reasons we do a show that really does sound like we get paid in Tide Pods and tequila is because we're trying to keep the edge off, okay? Everybody in the country right now, you look around, you process all the hard news we're digesting, everybody feels like they're on the verge of snapping. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! It's one of the reasons, you know, we'll bring on Lincoln to talk about football or 
You know, we'll come back from break with a goofy song parody. All right, well, not at the moment, but we're working on that. Some legal uh, complications to get through, uh, and the music will be. The music may yet be back. No promises, but we're working on it. Okay, but the point is we're trying to do this in a way that does take the edge off. That's why you hear Lincoln on Fridays or Mondays preview in football, as I said. That's why, you know, we joke around because the truth is, as upset as the news makes you, as upset as politics can make you, okay, your point of being on this earth is not to be mad or sad about the news or about politics. There are days when it's just going to catch up to you, uh, but the whole truth of the matter is you're just supposed to be here to have fun. Remember what uh, Chevy Chase says in Vacation? You know, we're going to have – it's not a vacation. It's a quest for fun, and this whole family is going to have so much fun that you're all going to be whistling zippity doo out of your – Okay, that's kind of how we look at the show. Okay, that's why it's a little lighthearted because that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, we obviously show reverence and concern and consideration for the stories we're covering. We take them seriously, but there is no way in hell we take ourselves seriously. Are you kidding me? Stop it. I'm a dirtbag who bets on his son's football games. And the good news is they won yesterday. If I mentioned that earlier in the show, Lincoln Fale of the Clark Rams wrapped up the season yesterday with a 38 to nothing victory. <laughs> Yo, big win on a Monday nighter under the lights in Roosevelt. That's amazing. That's a big deal. That's a reason to celebrate. And I bring up Lincoln a lot in sports as a parent because one of the side issues in our politics right now, it's kind of being overshadowed. All the people on the side of the men can have babies argument, you know, are actually a lot of them anyway, aligning with Hamas. Hamas, who would absolutely kill and behead any gay person or transgender person that stepped into Gaza, still somehow manages to gain support from the LGBTQ plus community. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Okay. But you know what you understand? When you look out at the world, when you look out at the level of weapons-grade stupidity that surrounds us everywhere we turn, uh, you do realize that, you know, we need those forms of escapism. That's why we're trying to bring them to you day in and day out. But, yeah, when we talk about the social justice side of this, when we talk about the whole debate over biological men and, you know, kids underage getting, you know, gender reassignment surgeries. I have to tell you as a parent that it is barbaric that people are allowing underage children who haven't fully grown into their bodies to make permanent life-altering decisions about their bodies. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, right now, you think about, what do we keep hearing over and over again? Well, you can't ruin these college kids' lives. They're young. They don't know what they're doing. They're just in their 20s. They're 19. They're just supporting a terror group because they're stupid at that age. Okay, fine. But by that same logic, there is no way in hell a 5-year-old or a 7-year-old or a 12-year-old should be allowed to choose a permanent gender reassignment surgery for their body for an idea that they very may well grow to abandon. Okay, and I bring this up. Why? Because as we sit here talking to you about Lincoln finishing out the season with a 38 nothing win, Lincoln is the captain of his football team. He starts on offense and defense. Do you know what he was doing three years ago right now? Hating sports. He didn't like them. He didn't understand why I kept watching them. 
Okay, it wasn't until during the pandemic I just finally dragged him out of the house. Like, he played youth sports as a little kid. He played soccer. He played a little bit. He hated flag football, but he played baseball, and he played t-ball, and he played, you know, rec league basketball. But he didn't like it, you know. He'd have a catch with his cousins, but he didn't like it. He liked video games. He liked talking smack. He liked telling jokes, but he did not like sports. During the pandemic, to get him out of the house, I started throwing a baseball with him, throwing a football with him, having a catch with him. We'd eventually get tired of Fortnite, so he'd start playing me in Madden on the Xbox. And lo and behold, he grew to become a competitive kid. And now sports is his entire personality. Like when you run into Lincoln, he's like a little kid who likes dinosaurs. You know, the kids are like, I like dinosaurs. Where you just say hello to them. You know, hey, do you want a vanilla cupcake or a chocolate cupcake? I like dinosaurs. You're like, that wasn't the question. But they're just so consumed with their love of dinosaurs. That's Lincoln with sports. Like, we'll tell him that from time to time. I'm like, hey, how was school? He'll be like, you know, the Clippers just traded for James Harden again. I'm like, the question was, how was school? But Lincoln has become that obsessed with sports because he evolved as a person, which is the best argument I can give you against letting kids make permanent alterations to their body before they're fully grown. You might deny them an opportunity to discover their true passion by cutting off the growth process before they have a chance to fully develop. That's the lesson learned from me wasting the past nine weeks with my kid coming on the air uh, to handicap high school sporting events that we would then go bet on. I'm on Gutfeld tonight at 10. Definitely worth checking out. Either way, you live in the greatest country in the world. Go enjoy it. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.